ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to HCS Pro Talk, your weekly Halo Esports podcast, coming to you live from the Pro Talk studios in now cold, but what wasn't cold yesterday, but it's now cold again, Minnesota. Was it actually nice out yesterday? Yeah, it was like 40s. Oh. like to, to put things into reference here, people, uh, well, actually, let, let's do this first. This episode, 114 for the week of February 16, 2020. My name is Josh, a.k.a. JK Fire, and this week I'm joined by the man who is not only Will, a.k.a. I am Mr. Mayhem, but it's also Will's motherfucking birthday! Yes, it is. Yeah. Will, how are you today? I'm, I'm doing fine. Woke up, got ready, and I'm here. That's pretty much my day. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. We had Linnea's uh, first birthday pictures today. Oh, yeah? Yeah, she doesn't turn one in for another week, but, I mean, we, we had like early photos done okay so there's that you did that earlier today yeah like we, literally we just finished at 11 well, did you have like a photo shoot somewhere or was it yeah. here? no not here it was it was uh at a family friend's place that we've always done oh very nice yeah she's the one she's the same person that did the photos for um christmas with santa and whatnot all that gotcha yeah, you get me you get me. I, got, I got you yo what's up louis v titan welcome everyone welcome all to the live show thank you all for being here Josh, to see you as well. What's going on? Uh, anybody who's tuning in, welcome to the stream. Um, for those who don't know, we record the show live every week on Sundays at noon central. And uh, if you're not able to catch this live, don't worry about it. It's perfectly fine because we also release the VOD and the audio recording on the same day later on Sunday. So later yes. today. It'll be on all your podcast services. Will's going to talk about them when he plugs the show. And then it's going to be on the YouTube as well, which you're also going to plug at the end of the show. So you know what? Yeah. That's there we that. go. There you go. There you go. Um, but it's your birthday. It is. It is. So I have something for you. I, I you told me before the show you had I a did. surprise. I did. I don't like surprises. I, I don't, don't like don't. to be put on the spot. It's okay. I I thought this would be. I I thought what better than to, you know, just do it on the show. Okay. So we're going to do that on the show. All right. So before we get into the whole like actual episode of the program here, I have a surprise for Will. Oh, gosh. Give, give me one second here. I, I have to leave the room to get oh, it. Oh, no. I didn't want to bring it in the room. Because well, y'all would have saw it before. Yeah. I, it right. would have ruined the surprise. Right. So now I get to sit here awkwardly while you, you walk. Do, but I get to walk awkwardly across the camera. All right. So All it, right. it's like a it's a win-win. You know what I mean? For those in the chat saying happy birthday, thank you very much. Hey. I appreciate it. There goes Josh. Um, yeah, it's, uh, I'm 28, turned 28 today. Got a lot of plans, a lot of running around today. So now we, uh, we wait for Josh to return. <laughs> Way to make it awkward, Josh. You know, Way I'm to trying. make it awkward. I'm trying. All right. All right. All right. Don't, you can't look. Oh, I can't look. Yeah, you can't look. Because I want you to like, look at the, yeah, yeah. All right. We're good. Oh, it's <laughs> fine. You're back. <laughs> It's fine. Okay. It's, it's fine. It's all fine. It's fine. We got it. You know? So, y y all right. You ready? Yeah. All right. So, you asked about it earlier. I said they didn't come in yet, oh, but they didn't come in. They did. We have HCS Pro Talk hats. We got hats. dad hats. We got dad hats. Or HCS Pro Talk hats. And I, yeah. There you go. It has your name, your name on, the, on back. the back. Yeah. Yeah. Look at that. Not bad. Not bad. I like it. The logo That's is awesome. small. So again, this was just a test, like to see how they look. Yeah. Right. And um I I now know what I need to know what I need to do um 
to make it bigger if we decide to make hats officially. Okay. Yeah. I guess this could be like foreshadowing for what could come in an HCS Protox store. If there was one. Wink, wink. Are um, setting up one? <laughs> well, in the future, obviously, we'll, we'll do oh, one. look at that. Looks, it looks slick. Look at you. Look at you. Look at, look at us. Hey, look at us. Okay, we're not going to do that <laughs> meme. We're, not, we're definitely not going to do that meme. Hey, Will, do you want to ask me a question? Yeah, what do we got on the show? On this week's forward. actual episode of HCS Pro Talk, we have YouTube makes some moves. Uh, the competitive Halo community tournaments continue to impress. Big news for talks? Some actual, Will, actual roster mania. Yeah. We've, we haven't had, like, legitimate roster mania in a while. This is real roster mania. The finale of the HGS Pro Talk Community All-Star Bracket or HBTCSB for short. And guess what? I have the results in the manila envelope for who our winner is. For those who don't remember or those who don't know, we did a community bracket for the HCS All-Star for the past five years. So HCS did their own. We did the HCS Pro Talk Community All-Star Bracket. Yes. Or HPTCSB for short. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we had listeners uh, turn in their own brackets for how they think things would shape up. We have the winner in this envelope. The winner will receive a T-shirt and a backpack. So stay tuned for who's going to win that one. Um, we also have our DreamHack Anaheim preview because that's next weekend. DreamHack Anaheim is next week, and we got to talk about it. We have the Reflection Corner makes its return for the fourth week in a row, um, this time with some hard hitters. And then we have Halo CE PC flighting has officially begun. So, yes, that's like a news story. I included it here, but it's kind of big, so we're going to talk about it briefly later on within the show. But before we get into any of that, and before we get into the actual first segment of the show, we have some housekeeping... <laughs> All right. You like that? Yep. You yep. like you like that little sound bite that right. did on the spot? Um first and foremost, like we said, happy birthday to you, Will. Thank you. You're incredible. I we we wouldn't be what we are today in, in, if you weren't born. So <laughs> thanks for being born, Will. <laughs> sure. Um and then the last piece of housekeeping that we have, uh community playdates officially are making their return this Friday, the twenty first from 7, 10, from 7 to 10 p.m. Central Time. So, when is it? Every Friday, 7 to 10 p.m. Central. What is it? Well, we, we play Halo with, with you. That's what we do. We, we play Halo with you. That's that's like the whole the whole point. Uh, and speaking of playdates, Josh asks, are playdates on PC as well? Great question. Um, at this current point in time, No. Once, I'm going to say, once all of MCC is out on PC, which will probably mean once Infinite is out, yeah, and it'll be on PC, obviously, we might make the switch then to PC. The other thing I'm waiting for is whether or not they're going to have Infinite have cross-play between Xbox Series X, Xbox One as well, because it's on all the family of Xbox devices, um, and PC. Because if it has crossplay, then absolutely we're playing on PC. I mean, because that's just where I'm going to be playing. But it'll be crossplay, so it doesn't matter. But we don't we, we don't know yet. We just don't know yet. Um. So at as of right now, until all of MCC is out on PC, we're going to be playing on Xbox. 
just to because usually when people wanted MCC in the first place, you had to get an Xbox. So usually people have Xboxes at this point. So that's that. And I don't know about you, but uh, fuck Reach. So <laughs> no. I don't want I don't want to strictly just play Reach. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. Um, a great question. But where is it going to be? It's going to be streamed at this actual same channel. So don't go anywhere. I guess you could say just stay here for all seven days of the week. Just literally don't tab out of this. Keep it on your screen the whole time, you know? Um, no. Twitch.tv slash HTS Pro Talk is going to be here. And then how do you join? Great question again. Um, you can join by adding myself, JK Fire Insomniac. That's my gamer tag on Xbox Live. You can also add Mr. Mayhem, and then your tag at the end is 5671. Um, so for those who don't know as well, kind of hitting this here, um, Xbox Live is doing the same thing that Blizzard had previously done where you can basically have any gamer tag that you want, but if there's a person that has the, like the same name as you, there'll be a number at the end of the tag. So send a friend request to both myself and will, and both our gamer tags information will be in the show notes. So check that out as well. And then that's how you're going to receive an invite, right? C is going to drop by the end of the end of February and March calling it right now. Josh says that's a, Hmm. Flighting couple, is going on right now. Couple weeks. See, I don't. I can see end of March. I can see end of March. Definitely not the end of this month. I can see end of March. Who knows? Um. But yeah. And then for vods, vods will be uploaded to YouTube after the play date has concluded. So if you just want to see all the shenanigans that take place during it, um, and then also we're going to be using Xbox Live Party Chat for voice instead of discord because not everybody uses discord. And since you're already on Xbox, it might just be easier to do the party system there. That's that. That's all the housekeeping that I got. Hey, will. Yeah. You know what it's time for? What do you got? God, another games. watch. So CDL London took place. Yep. Okay. And, uh, some people watched a good amount. Some people didn't. Some people had stream issues. Some people didn't. Right. But either way, the event took place and there's a London recap by James Matone of CDL. It's on Call of Duty League.com. Here's some information for you. thought there's some interesting pieces in here. And I quote, bullet points. Will, before I even say this first one, remember what you were talking about at Minnesota? At, uh, at the launch weekend here in Minnesota? It was, what specifically are you referring to? Shotzi. Oh yeah. that He, he wasn't doing so well. He wasn't doing so well. Well, guess what? At London, first bullet point, Shotzi finds his shot. It was a night and day performance between his time in Minnesota compared to this weekend. His defining moment was the elimination match against the Seattle Surge, where in both hard points, he went positive, more kills than deaths, and racked up over two full minutes of hill time, scoring on a hard point hill. He and Illy are looking much more comfortable on the main stage, which may spell trouble for the Huntsman and other squads later in the season. The Legion continued to shock. They're the first team to take the Huntsman the full length of a series this season and have earned the respect after finishing in the top four in London. It's safe to say those uh, preseason power rankings are now scrap paper. Obviously, they were bad from the get-go, and here we are now. Um, Surge and Subliners show improvement. Although they failed to make it out of group play, the Surge and Subliners both won a match. Given the collection of talent on both squads, it was only a matter of time until this translated to some CDL points. And then Purple Pain. Get it like purple rain. If, if you if you're a fan of Prince, you'll you'll get that reference. So, 
Both the Los Angeles Gorillas, fuck you wakes, and Toronto Ultra had their trip across the pond cut short by back-to-back losses. Fortunately, the Ultra can bounce back at the at the next event in Atlanta, while the Gorillas will seek revenge in front of their home crowd in March. So hey, the two teams that we beat also lost every one of their matches in London. Who would have thought? Challengers commendation. Okay, here's what happened. At the Call of Duty Challengers London Royal Ravens Open, presented by PlayStation 4, the launch weekend champions Team Singularity defended their title with complete domination. This time, their grand finals opponent was Train Hard Esports, a mostly English team featuring former pros uh, Sucri from Spain and French veteran Whalers. Unlike in Minnesota, Singularity didn't need a second best of five to win. In fact, they were incredibly efficient, only dropping one game en route to -to back-to-back titles. So they are a team. They're a force to be reckoned with. That's for sure. Yeah. All right. And then here's a really cool, fun stat here. So combat record, 175 seconds. That's the amount of hill time that Envoy had during the Huntsman's decisive game four on St. Petrograd, which sent them into the finals bracket. 175 seconds. Also, the amount of hill time that the Dallas Empire had against Envoy in that St. Petrograd hardpoint. So he had just as much as the whole other team. Yes. What an awesome stat. So I saw um, there was an article posted on Twitter. And my favorite comment from the whole, from from that article was someone who, I don't remember who it was, but they were within the the Call of Duty community, um, posted, Crim6 has fired more shots on Twitter than he did at Scump at London. <laughs> oh my God. What a fucking dig. That's amazing. So I, I laughed so hard because I love it. Look, Crim six is well known, obviously. Yeah. He, he, he's one he, of the best players in the world. He is. Um, I think it's circumstance in his team surrounding him. And as the article talked about before, those, his players around him are only getting better and more comfortable. So right. they could become a force to reckon with within the next few events. Absolutely. I think, and that's the thing too, is that I think every team in the CDL right now has a lot of raw talent. It's just whether or not they're able to get that cohesiveness together and really bring it home for an event, right? Yeah. Because right now you have Chicago at that top spot. And that's nothing against Dallas either because Dallas had a rough time in Minnesota. But they... Like the games, even though they lost to Huntsman in the finals of that tournament in London, the games were very close. Yes. So it wasn't just blowout after blowout. There were some very close matches, even if the game score didn't go, like even even if the series score didn't go, it didn't show that, right? It was still very close. So I I, I will say the Huntsman, even though they won that event, I, I think they still need to work on their search and destroy. I can bit. agree with that. Um, and a lot of the times, like, Formal and Skump clutched up for them. Like, yes. They were, they, I think they were carried in their S&D by those two players. Oh, when um, Formal goes, like, what, wasn't it, like, 13 and 3 or something It like was that? unbelievable. I think you might be spot on on that. It was insane. Like, we were, we were literally watching it right here. Yeah. And almost jaws to the floor, like, with, with how Skump was staying alive. Or how bad Paris Legion were playing. <laughs> it was just, yeah. Um, but either way. Looking forward to the next events, though, that's for sure. Okay, so remember when we talked about uh, at the Minnesota event where they announced that the CDL 
or Activision Blizzard were going into a partnership deal with YouTube, right? So where the Overwatch League and the Call of Duty League are streamed exclusively on YouTube. Yep. Okay. And this was like, it was a shock to basically everybody. Nobody saw it coming. It was announced right then and there. So that's that. But we always wondered, what was the monetary value behind this? This had to have been pretty big in order to take them from Twitch, right? Well, we might have that information now. So, sources. YouTube's deal with Activision Blizzard valued at $160 million. This is by Adam Stern of the Esports Observer. And I quote, YouTube's media rights deal with Activision Blizzard Esports is valued at around $160 million USD over three years, according to people briefed on the terms of Pact, part of the broader new strategic partnership between Google and the video game company. Google and Activision Blizzard announced the new partnership late last month, just before the start of the Call of Duty League season. Sources said the deal comes in around $160 million total for all of the esports properties involved, Call of Duty, Overwatch, and Hearthstone. The previous deal that Activision Blizzard had for just the Overwatch League was reportedly valued at $90 million over two years. Activision Blizzard declined comment. The exact breakdown of how much each property contributes to the total payout from Google is not known, but sources said the majority is toward Overwatch World League, with a lesser but still notable amount going towards CDL, while Hearthstone, which is not a Tier 1 eSport, was described as essentially a free throw-in for YouTube. Sources said that the deal includes significant incentive clauses for ad sales and viewership targets, so the money coming to the league and teams could go up markedly. These incentive clauses, described by sources as achievable, are partially why teams and other executives around the league have been happy with the new YouTube deal, even though the base amount going to Overwatch World League is not an increase from the Twitch deal. Okay. So, uh, kind of unfortunate for Hearthstone. The, the fact it's like, yeah, fuck you, here you go. But 160 mil, three Over years. three years. Yep. So if you if you split that up evenly between Overwatch League and Call of Duty, that's forty mil a year. But clearly, Overwatch World League has the the higher value, has the lion's share of this by so, far, according to. Now they didn't name any sources in here or anything like that. So you could you could technically take this all with a grain of salt, right? Yeah, but it's out there, so yeah. That's the only figure we have to go based off of right now. Yeah, it's the only thing that's been put out into the, the atmosphere. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's crazy. $160 million. Um, You figure CDL was selling their franchise spots for $20 million. The league's making some money. That's true. Um, and it's crazy that, like, it's the, you know, the, the league is obviously putting on all these events and shows. Yeah. They have their, their, their overhead as well, but... You know, when you think about it, each, like, for Minnesota Rocker, they paid $20 million to get in the league. Right. They're then paying their own players. They're paying their own employees. Right. And we don't know what those salaries are like either. No. So. It's huge. But it's a huge investment. It is. It absolutely is. And that's the thing is that I asked. So, I, I'm not going to name names, but I asked an individual who is close with the Minnesota scene about Gary V. Specifically. Oh, yeah. Okay. Because I, I respect the man. I respect him. This is this is a new venture for him, right? And I basically just asked him, do you think he actually cares? Like, do, do you think he's not just in it for the money? Do you think he actually thinks this is a good investment? Do you think he actually cares about everything that's involved? And the, the person that I talked to said, absolutely. 
There is, um, on Minnesota Rockers YouTube, there's a keynote speech he gave. So for those who don't know a lot about Gary Vee, he's actually, one of his dreams has been to own the New York Jets. He is a huge Jets fan. Well, yeah. I, I, why? I don't know. But I mean, hey, whatever. Yeah. What are you going to do? Um, so I, during that keynote speech, he was like, he talked about how esports is already established, but it's still growing. It's like the yeah. early, it's like investing in Facebook after Facebook already started to grow, but wasn't at its height yet. Yep. So um, he thinks that, you know, esports can take off and be huge. Um, if you look at the, the market, it's about availability to consume content. Now, what's the, the, the market right now? You have, I would say, 10 to 25-year-olds who are heavy into their computers, tablets. Right, um, right. If that, if esports are easily consumed by your everyday tasks, what you're doing walking around, how, how many games a week from the NFL can you watch on your laptop easily for free? One, one, your local game, right? That's maybe if that, or if there's, if there's two games going on, like on what you have Fox and then, well, they're not even, they're not even for free on your laptop, right? Like on your computer, you, the the only thing I'm going to say is you may be able to go to that specific website and watch what's on there. Sure. If you, even if you don't have a cable plan. Because I think they're like I think you have to be able to get local channels for free, like emergency broadcasts sure, and whatnot. I sure. think you have to have that. But um, but no, either, e- either way, way, one one to two max. One to two, yep. where you can consume all of esports on YouTube, Twitch. I don't know if there's anything on Mixer yet, but um, uh, juked, juked. Yeah, it's everything uh, consolidated there, right? Yeah. So yeah. Um, Esports has this potential when the market ages to right. just blow up and be a huge thing. So he did talk about, yes, it's an investment. Um, it wasn't one he was like jumping to. The reason he got invested was because he is close with the Will family who yeah. owns the Minnesota Vikings. And they're the majority owners. Yes. So this is him investing his money in something that could work out. Maybe it doesn't. He doesn't know. But um, from the keynote, he does seem invested in... He does seem invested in the in the team, the organization. He was talking about how they're building infra- infrastructure as a team, so things that can help continue grow sure. and continue the brand, not just like a. I mean, he flat out. I think was it him? Someone said like a lot of these teams that are coming into esports are just in there for the money grab. Like they're yep. in there to get in, get out, just raking whatever they can. Well, we saw that with Echo Fox as well. Not Rick Fox. Rick Fox was in it for the people and everything, but mm-hmm. the the people who came in over him were in it just for the money. Right. So then he's like, he's trying to establish Rocker as this brand that can last. Yeah. So that's. I mean, you saw how much merch we fucking got. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so. It's, oh yeah. It's unbelievable. Um, no, that's that's really good to hear. I should go back and watch that for sure. And that's, I can only hope that it's sustainable and when you were explaining like he wants it to like he sees esports expanding even more and more as do we right mm-hmm. obviously the thing and you talked about consuming it on your everyday device and whatnot yeah think about it if you had i think even shane was asking in the halo space uh like about a fantasy right mm-hmm. like fantasy for halo and whatnot think if you had fantasy for i mean they have like for dota 2 you have the compendium that you can purchase when the international comes around and for those who don't know, the International is Dota 2's biggest tournament of the year. 
Uh, they have qualifiers and whatnot to see who comes, so on and so forth. But regardless, there's a compendium that you can purchase, and you basically, I, I believe they have in there, who do you think is going to win, blah, 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 blah. But if you have like a dedicated app, or, or maybe if it's just an ESPN's app, right, that we use for fantasy football, yeah, where you're able to, because you, you can open that all the time. You just flip through, you can see stats, you can see, oh, just uh, new news stories that pop up for that individual player, for that team. And it's it's something you can always do to keep up to date on your favorite team or your favorite player. Yeah. Right? So I, I can't wait until hopefully we get to that point. Not just Halo, because we'll talk about Halo later in regards to the grand scheme of all of esports, but it's just in esports in general. Like, I, I hope we get to that point. That's what I want. I'm excited. Shall we move on, Will? Yeah. Well, then it's time for some competitive news. First up, Europa Halo Double Down Announcements. This is by Europa Halo. We have casters. So the tournament is happening, if I'm not mistaken, right now. Right now. So when you're done watching this, make sure you click over to that, watch that tournament, because we're going to talk about the results next week. So there's that. Um, but the casters, Shirzy won, and none other than Dan Gaskin. He's in there. He's a caster. It's going to be great. Production is put on by Prisma TV. So thank you to Prisma. And then there's a giveaway associated as well. This weekend's Double Down Special, we're giving away a digital copy of the Master Chief Collection on Xbox. All you have to do to be in, to be in with a chance of winning is tune into the grand finals of Sunday's Cup. That's twitch.tv slash Europa Halo. Spread the word. We're spreading the word right now. So those who are watching live, make sure you click on over to that stream during the grand finals, get entered in to win a digital copy of MCC on the Xbox. Next news story, Breaking the Clutch joins Infinite. This is by Breaking the Clutch and Infinite. Infinite puts out a tweet that states, please welcome the content creation team Breaking the Clutch to the Infinite family. They post daily gaming content ranging from news to montages as well as weekly D&D videos. Their YouTube is already home to a catalog of content. Then... Breaking the Clutch put out a tweet that states, The cat is out of the bag. We signed with Infinite for 2020. Only fitting considering how amped we are for the Halo Infinite. Expect, lo expect lots of competitive Halo videos coming this year and keep your eyes out for Infinite in the HCS tournaments to come. It's going to be a great year. Congratulations, guys. Looking forward to seeing the content. Next up, Microsoft Store Exclusive Reward. This is by HCS. And I quote, this month's Microsoft Store Halo Community Series Tournament starts this Sunday at 1 p.m. local time. Grab your duo and compete in the Halo Reach 2v2 to earn the exclusive Microsoft Store Halo MCC nameplate. So there's an exclusive nameplate. So if you have a Microsoft Store near you, go ahead and uh, show up and compete. And potentially, and, well, actually, you probably will just get the nameplate if you compete. So there's that. Next up, Frosty, now called Duty Pro. You know, you yeah. know him. Yeah, he's on the Florida Mutineers. Yeah. <laughs> you just like saying it that way, huh? I, I really do. I really do. Um, I don't know. And if, if Frosty chimes in, this is my Mosey and Frosty. Mo Mosey. Mosey. This is Mosey and Frostus. You know, it's Moses and Frosty. I'm an idiot. I'm sorry. Moses put out a tweet that states, "Just a warning: if you plan on skipping the DreamHack Anaheim stream because of the gray maps, you're only playing yourself." I think we're store uh, we're in store for one of the most competitive events in a long time. There, there's about ten different teams. I wouldn't be surprised to see in grand finals. Frosty replied with, "Nah, only three. 
If you're going by online performances so far, then you might as well have said there could have been 24 teams potentially winning any of the Halo 3 tournaments. Players are so incredibly talented in the online gaming world. Moses replied with, you're right, online single elim tourneys aren't a good way to judge land performance. I just like the composition of some of these rosters, coupled with it being an old game. And Frosty states, some of these rosters are scary, I agree. I don't think most of them will be able to sniff a finals, though. Now, that's coming from the man, two-time, two-time world champ in Halo 5. And, uh, yeah, I think his word is definitely something to pay attention to. Because as we're going to talk about our predictions and, and hopefully your guys' predictions as well for DreamHack Anaheim, uh, I imagine I know who we think is taking number one. But you know what? That's a conversation for later in the episode. Next news story, Tourney Times and Mitsu Gaming announced their next tournament. This is by Tourney Times. It's uh, called 1v1 me, bruh. <laughs> it's a Halo 5 double elimination $300 prize pool tournament taking place on Saturday, February 29th. So check out the link in the Google Doc of the show notes of the show for more information on that and register if you want to. And finally, the last competitive news story of the week that we have right now, Snakebite teases. This is by Snakebite. It's a tweet he put out, and it's a GIF or GIF. Not peanut butter, though. You know? What is it? Is it GIF or is it GIF? I know we talked about this before. Do we oh know? Oh, my gosh. You're going to spark another internet debate. Oh, it's, God. I don't mean to do that. It's What do you say? I say GIF. Okay, GIF it is. So it's a GIF of a contract being signed with the phrase, it's official. Yeah. What do you think, Will? Who's it going to mm. be with? Uh, do you think? Or what is it in regards to? Yeah, who knows? Is it... I, I, it's so, it's so cryptic. You don't know. You can't tell. Um, it could be an org coming in to, for maybe they're pledging that they'll run with that org for infinite. Oh, could um, be. it could be that they're selling tox gaming. Could be. Uh, it could be that he bought a house. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it could be. What do you think? Well, Louis V Titan states it's gif. It's, it's, <sighs> See, it's funny because it's I just, just said it's a GIF but when I'm reading text, so it could be GIF. Yeah. Louie, you're being an asshole. Just tell me what so, it is. Is it Giffy or Jiffy? Is it peanut butter or is it a picture? What is it? So What is it? So it's that's all how you want to pronounce the G. I know. Right? Is it the soft G or is it? It's a hard G. Hard G. Or also, if you take the word GIF... Um, and add a T to it, and you would say a gift. It right? is a gift. So take the T away, and you have the G-I-F, GIF. You know what? When I see them, they are gifts to me. Oh, so, that's very true. Yes. Uh, Maddie Rums, something with talks, Royal Wen, Roy, Royal Wen, Royal One said announcement tomorrow. There we go. Well, why the fuck are we recording right now? <laughs> Man! It's okay. We're going to be talking about it. I'm excited. I hope you guys are excited. You know, so the, the, the replies to the tweet are, hopefully it's with NRG, right? Yeah. Or energy. Now that I energy. know how to actually say it. There you go. Cause it's energy, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It, it'd be cool. It, it'd be cool seeing them back with hex again. Um, I think it'd be, yeah, I think it'd be really cool to see them with energy and, or like, I, yeah. 
you know what? I don't mean this in a negative sense because I don't. I really don't. I don't mean this in a negative sense. You said maybe maybe they're selling talks. Mm-hmm. What if they're selling talks to energy? Sure. Because what I I don't I want to see them and again, I don't mean this in a bad way. I want to see them with one of these top-tier organizations for I'm going to say forever, but what I really mean is a long time, right? Because nothing's forever. The reason why I want to see it for a long time is because I think that with Snakebite, Royal 2, Royal 1, APG and Lethal, if that roster stays the same or whatever, you have all veterans on that squad, right? With the veterans on that squad, they know what the peak of competitive Halo is and they also know what the lowest of lows of competitive Halo are. If if they're with one of the biggest organizations, one of the top organizations, right, then they can share that experience. And I think it could be huge for bringing bigger orgs into the scene as well. If you have energy coming in or liquid coming back or whatever it seems to be, it doesn't matter to me who it is. You have these bigger orgs coming back and you have these veterans who've seen the top and have seen the bottom of where it could be. Then I think it gives you a better representation of what we could see for infinite and just halo esports moving forward because they're like that. They're at the, the competitive helm of it. Yeah. They don't work with three, four, three and whatnot, but I think it could be huge for the scene overall. So another thing too, if they're selling, if they are actually selling talks to a, a bigger organization, what they could be doing is just creating a future for themselves. They're probably not going to be able to play competitive Halo and be at the top for the rest of their lives. Maybe right. they're looking like they built talks, right? They so, did. So maybe Snakebite becomes the GM and he brings in the next new talent for talks. And, um, you know, Royal 2 and uh, APG are members of the organization that now are running the organization. Right. And they're bringing in the new talent. And in the other bouncing off that great point bouncing off that we never saw, we've never seen, we didn't see the whole tox thing coming at all. When, when the optic roster, when optic decided that they're getting out of halo at that point or the contractual differences, whatever that conversation was that we don't know the behind the scenes of, yeah, we didn't know where they were going to go. Like who was going to pick them up? Is anybody going to pick them up? What are they going to do? We're so close to an event, so on and so forth. And then snake bite comes out and he's like, no, we're doing our own thing now. We're doing it our way. We know what we need to do. Here's Tox Gaming. And we're like, okay. Mm-hmm. And then they're, of course, they were dominant because that's the way they are. It's the way they practice. Um, but yeah. And then uh, Louis states, it raises the level of money-making orgs in the Halo scene. NRG would be game-changing. Agreed. So Couldn't we also just saw a bunch of orgs leave gears we did energy being one of them tox had a venture into gears five when it first started they did and the funny thing is if you remember that so energy uh tox picked up for that one event right that the winningest team that was optic gaming correct right yes then when tox because they only did that one event they they came out ahead of time and they're like hey we're only sponsoring them for this one event the players came out this is only for the one event don't get your hopes up right yep Energy picked them up. Right. And now they're out. So what if Tox is now making the jump to expand their brand into Gears 5? 
I mean, assigning a contract gift could mean so many things. But so what? Oh, so what if they're not they're not being picked up by energy, but they're expanding. They're not selling, but they're expanding. I like, like that because we we talked about that previously too. Yes. Do we think they have what it takes to step out and do other things? Because we don't know like the inner workings, the behind the scenes of running a top tier competitive org, right? We just don't. We talk to people that are, but we don't. Um, oh man, that'd be insane. I guess we're just gonna have to wait and see it till tomorrow. We're gonna have to wait. Yep. All right. Shall we go to the next part, Will? What do you got, man? Well, first and foremost, that's it for competitive news. Oh yeah. Awesome. And now it's time for your upcoming tournaments of the week presented by NoobCombo.com. Go to NoobCombo.com for all your Halo esports needs. Hey, Maddie, if you're still here, shout out to you. There it is. Um, Friday, February 21st to Sunday, uh, February 23rd. I can't speak. You're having issues with words today. You know, I should wear your words or hard shirt. (laughs) Maybe next time. Perfect. Uh, DreamHack Anaheim. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're going to talk about I mean, it later uh, in the yeah. show. Yeah. But Dream Hack Anaheim, it's going on next week. Saturday, February 22nd, we have Yodesla's Halo Wars 2 three-year anniversary 1v1. There's not a number one in there. There's not a number two in there. There's numbers one, two, and three in there. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you're into Halo Wars, go check it out because uh, Yodesla gets in- incredibly hyped while he's casting over these matches. It's yes. fun to watch. Yes. Go check it out. Yes. And uh, three-year anniversary tournament's going to be a blast. Can't wait to see who shows up for that. But that's not the only Halo Wars 2 tournament, as a matter of fact. We also have the HWTC, or Halo Wars Tournament Central, Halo Wars 2, February 3v3. Links to everything will be in the Google Doc of the show notes of the show. If you want to sign up and do all the things, you can do that. And then on Sunday, February 23rd, we have the Springfield Esports Festival, Halo Reach Free-for-All, and 2v2 at Drury University. That is is a terrible name for a college. But, you know, what are you going to do? Drury? Yeah. Okay. It I sounds guess. like somebody's drunk and trying to say jewelry. 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 Okay. You know? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> sure. I'm just shitting on a whole university. It's totally on me. And then we also have the Northwest Halo Winter Land. Again, links to everything. What? What, Will? What? <laughs> jewelry. Jewelry. Yeah, you know, it's just a drunk person saying jewelry. That's, that's all it is. Yep. It's simple, simple as that. Um, well, that's it for the upcoming tournaments yep. of we got. the week. You know what's next, though? I do. Do, do you, though? Hey! WrestleMania! It's going to cut you off right yeah. there. <laughs> You're like, I want to press the damn button. It's <laughs> time for WrestleMania, people. Um, so if you didn't see on... Twitter, Lux Gaming has signed a new roster. Uh, they said, due to contractual obli- or complications, we have decided to part ways with our Halo team per their request for a contract void. Effective immediately, Gilkey, Goofy, Gabriel, and Blaze are no longer associated with Lux Gaming. Stay tuned for a message on our future in Halo. They then came back with another tweet. Uh, th- they didn't. RBG fam. That's what am I looking at here? RBG esports. RBG esports. They picked him up. <laughs> they picked up that roster. So, there you go. Um, with Coach Callis. 
So then Lux replied. I'm sorry. Yes. I jumped ahead of tweet. I didn't see that one behind it's okay. it. Um, <laughs> so the new Lux Halo roster, we're just bouncing all over the place here today. Um, it's going to be Kratos, Suspector, Denoxide, and Straight Six. So we've seen those uh, those players play together before. Yes. Um, we'll talk about placings later. But that's the new, that's the new Lux Gaming roster. And we actually had Roster Mania. It was a long time coming. People leaving and jumping back in. Yeah. So I, we have a roster recap coming up later for your DreamHack Anaheim yes. rosters that yes. we saw in the qualifiers. Yes. Hopefully that translates over to the, the event itself. Correct. All right. And we have some Europa Halo rosters. This is for their Double Down uh, series, I guess you could call it. Um, let's run through them. First team we have is... Metalizer and Mr. T and Crumpets. Second team is Double XL and Kimbo. Then Looney and Robber's Daughter. Next team, Laura and C. Cinto. We have uh, someone called Europa Halo and Procisionite. We then have Manatee and Evil Pander. If you don't know these two, Wonder Boy and Jimbo. I expect them to take it all. We then have Ubernick and Hidden Reach. We have Fletch and I'm going to go with Tommy the Krogan. Yep, you are correct. We then have Squashy and Kamikaze. Bashford and Speed. Faber and Zoke. Wachi and Akapo. Doodler and Butters Chunky. I Spiteful <laughs> and Skill Thriller. Butters Chunky. That's a great name. We then have Nick Meister and Savior. So go check them out. <laughs> Butters Chunky. Oh uh, my God. D chunky. Who would want Chunky Butter? Like, I get it. There's Chunky Peanut Butter, but like, think about it. If you had like a stick of butter, right? Just, just stay with me here. All right. I know this is out there. If you had a stick of butter and it was, <laughs> well, it's like, I want out of this conversation as quickly as possible. Um, you have a stick of butter. Yeah. And it's literally chunky. Put it in the microwave. Soften it up. A bit. Oh, God. Go. I would, I'd throw <laughs> that shit away. I would. Ew. <laughs> I don't throw know. it in the microwave. I don't. It, uh, maybe he's talking about butters from South Park. Maybe maybe butters got chunky. So a fat butters. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> We're talking about some like uh, make love, not Warcraft butters in there. Sure. The, their World of Warcraft episode. They got, yes. they got heavier set. Yeah. Yes. For the listeners at home. Um, and then Maddie, Maddie says, mm, chunky butter. That's no sounds absolutely disgusting, and I wouldn't want any part of that, Maddie. No, thank you. All right. Um, well, yeah, that's all we have for Ostermania this week. Awesome. Then, would you mind telling the fine folks at home what the tournament and league recaps of the week include? Yes. So, first up, we have the SWAT Nation Don't SWAT Cupid 4v4 results. In fifth through eighth, we had Team Mixed Sweatballs which was Zombie, AZF, and Nafberger. I wonder if it's MC, like Master MC. Chief. Or if, it, or if it's MC. It might be MC because it's capitalized. We're going with MC Sweatballs. All right. Yeah. Next time. <laughs> <laughs> it's Burn, Barbie, Burn with Barbie Boy and Bernie. We then, <laughs> we then have SMH, My Head, Tyrant, and Halogen. We then had Team Zero, which was Devil Dog OG and Simply Fear Me. And third and fourth, we had Team Fob and the other guy, which was Fob and Spar. 
and then Gold Dawn, which was NSG Cereal, and Smokey a Dig. In second place was Hungarian BRs, Eurasian, and the Gold Star BR. And in first place was found, Valcated and Bound, who have been dominating. And we, we predicted that, remember? Yeah, we got one right. Yeah, we got one! Oh, man! <laughs> we did it. It took so long, but we actually got a prediction right on the show. It's not like they haven't been winning for weeks, and we just finally were like, hey, but hey. you know what? The, the, the times that that happened and we go for talks, and then talks doesn't win? Yeah. 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 So we get one right this time. I'll take it. A win's a win, damn it. That's uh, that's it for the tournament and league recaps. Thank you, Will. Yeah, no problem. Were you going to say of the week? I was. I cut you but off. You cut me, like I did. See, yeah, hey, we're, hey, there we go. Full uh, what? I said we went full circle. We did. <laughs> we did. We we absolutely did. Okay, so it's time for our topics of the week. First and foremost, the HGS Pro Talk Community All-Star Bracket, or HBTCASB for a short Matchup number 15, the Grand Finals. Will Jerome please. Son of a bitch. Didn't go the way you wanted. It didn't go the way anybody wanted. According to the brackets that people turned in, snipe down wins. Twitter has spoken. Twitter has... Twitter has spoken. Uh, 55.6% of the vote going to snipe down. Yes. For Why are you happy? I don't know. Just, I'm happy for him. All right? He won. Good job. <laughs> GG's in the chat. <laughs> GG's in the chat. Um, lethal, 44.4%. Clearly, stats don't mean shit. Because uh, if they did, then lethal would have won by a landslide. But you know what? It's fine. Hey, we had Royal 2 winning. Didn't we? No. On our own bracket? No, we had Lethal winning. Oh. Lethal had the most wins out of everybody in the HCS in the past five years. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. So, like I alluded to at the beginning of the show, we had a community bracket that people would turn in. And the winner, at the very end, will receive a backpack and a t-shirt. So, I will be reaching out to the person on Twitter. Um to make sure that their t-shirt is the size that they want it to be. And then we'll make sure we send out the stuff. Do you, so, want, do you want another drum roll? I was going to ask, oh, but perfect. you know what? I'm so glad that you offered. Will, the winner of the HCS Pro Talk Community All-Star Bracket Bracket Challenge is... Can <laughs> say drum roll, please? It's Shane! I already knew because I put it in the... I yeah, put it in the, the, the envelope. Tried, yeah. yeah, I was the one keeping track every week, so I already knew who won. Yep. I had it in there, but, you know, it wasn't like an Oscar thing where you, like, unfold it, and it's like, come on down! And they, they like that. All right. But Shane, Shane had ten correct predictions and five incorrect predictions, um, lethal obviously being one of the incorrect ones. Um, to, to put an idea here of how close this was, um. A couple other people who submitted had one more incorrect, therefore one less correct. So it was, it actually was fairly close. Um, yeah, Shane, congratulations to you. We'll be reaching out to you on Twitter for your shirt size, and we'll get the items shipped out to you. So congratulations. Lewis V. Titan says, Snipe Down has hair that cannot lose. That's the bottom line. Yes, yes, he does. Yes, he does. What about... What about Pistola? Didn't Pistola have hair that couldn't lose? That's why they teamed together for so long. 
You're going off that hair mojo. Those who have best hair together stay together. Um, okay, awesome. Uh, that's we, that's that. It was what fifteen weeks? Fifteen weeks. That was a long time to it go was, through that bracket. It was a lot. It really we, we was a lot. Finally made it to the end. We did, which means regular topics are now going to be part of the show. We've kind of uh, the reflection corner has kind of taken. I like it a our lot. topic uh, section. I like the segment a lot. So, um, but yeah, no, congrats to Snipedown. Congrats to Shane for winning the, the challenge here. Um, we'll work on getting that information out. Yes. Or from him so we can get the, the prizes out. Yes. And uh, I guess so stay tuned to more competitions that we have in the future because I'm guaranteed we will have them in the future. Just don't know what they're going to be, but stay tuned for that. All right, DreamHack Anaheim preview, here we go. Let's talk about some talent. So, talents includes Shyway, Bravo, Sims, Clutch, and Walsh. David Walshy Walsh. Hey, Will. Yeah. Give me that sweet soundbite. Roster recap. Yeah. First time using it live. Feels good. <laughs> Do you want to go through the rosters of roster recap, Will? Yeah, let's go. Um, Do it up. We have Plague Nation. It's going to be Poseidon's BR, Dusty Fodder, Cisco My Cisco. Oh, it's Cisco My Disco. I was I, I was wondering if he changed his name. Cisco I did. Cisco My Disco, okay. I changed his name. You, you did it for him. <laughs> yep, Got it. I did. And then Condor. Um, we have Unorthodox Gaming. This was uh, Floppy or Floppy. We still don't know. Um, <laughs> system Stats, Colec, and Swish. You know what? He moved, so fuck him. He's not in Minnesota anymore. I don't need to know. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love you. I'm just kidding. We have uh, Project Crimson. I like that name. Um, Monoxide, Silence, Rhino, and RP Common. They have the same. They spell Project the way CD Project Red does, the developer of the Witcher series and Cyberpunk. And Crimson is another shade of red, right? Yes. Mm. I wonder if they're excited for Cyberpunk. They might be. An organization. Too badly... Got delayed, but <laughs> uh, next up we have Team Minotaurs, Rami, Munos, Shaylee, and Aries. If you don't know them by now, Tox Gaming is Snakebite, Lethal Royal Two, and APG. Who are they? Uh, Tox Gaming. Oh, include Snakebite. Are you sure, they're not Energy Esports. Maybe, maybe we have some new information coming tomorrow. Stay Who tuned. knows? Uh, we then have Infinite, which is Rain, Ride, Noob, King, Nick, and Reliable. Team Unlimited is Eco, Trippy, Penguin, and Stellar. We have Mantra, which is Spartan, Falcated Ace, Boo Boo Doo Boo, and that's it. I was going to read another name, but there's nothing there. Um, status quo 2020 <laughs> is Flamesword, Jimbo, Arcanum, and Squally. Incognito includes Renegade, Pistola, Sane, and Neptune. Falling Esports, Neighbor, Commonly, Sabinator, Hysteria. Guardians Gaming is Queen, Dren, Phasal 1, and Phasal 2. We have Unlimited, International, Flux, Tapping Buttons, Moes, and Respectful. Lux Gaming, we just talked about him a little bit ago. Kratos, Suspector, Denoxide, and Straight Sick. RBG Esports, Gilky, Goofy, Gabriel, and Blaze. I like how those names roll off the tongue. Gilky, Goofy, Gabriel. And Blaze. It, and, yeah. No. Yeah, they're blazing. Four, 420, blazing. No, no, YOLO don't, swag. Don't go there. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> I'll see you next week. Are you... <laughs> You turned well, 28, correct? I did today. Yeah. 28. Okay. We're old. Yeah? Yep. That was, that was yep. All, that's all you wanted. That's all the point of that was. All right, Josh. Let's uh, let's get into the predictions. Predictions! Tox goal win. 
Yeah, they've been dominant for so long. I'm out. See you next week. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about the other teams, though. Like, who do you have coming in behind Tox? Wait, hold on. So, do you, are you are you taking Tox in first place? Is yeah. that your okay? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so am I. Okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, they. How can you bet against them at this point, right? That's a good point. I I can't. I can't bet against them. Their practice regime is top notch. They've stuck together for so long. They know each other's in, ins and outs. They, it's, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm gonna say. Okay, that's what I'm gonna say. I think they are. I think they are the team to beat going into the event. Um, they most of them on that team have had great success on Reach already. So, yes, it's being played on PC, but let's be real here. I, I would say 99% of players that are in the tournament are going to be playing on controller. Um, I'm excited for that conversation, though, to determine, like, who, who like, I, I, I'm excited for that conversation and that statistic be behind, this is the percentage of people that played with controller, this is the percentage of people that played on keyboard and mouse, right? to see how big of an advantage or disadvantage either peripheral peripheral are. And, but yeah, I would say Tox wins. Um, but you're right. Let's go through the rest of the rosters here. Give me, give me your top three that are not Tox. All right. Um, uh. Let's go with RBG Esports. Arbiga. Yes. Um, they've been doing well up to this point. Yes. In the qualifiers in the is what you're yeah, saying? Yeah, in the qualifiers. Um, we saw them do, they won. I mean, they didn't have Blaze, I don't think, at the time. But they won when they were Lux. They won St. Lewis, we know Atlantic City. They won UGC Atlantic City, didn't they? Sounds about right. Yeah, I'm pretty uh, sure. Another team, I guess. I'm gonna throw Infinite in there. Or wait, did they win that? Or did they win the first Halo Classic? Shit, I forgot. They won a Halo Three event though, as Lux. They won a Halo Three as Lux. They yep. did. So um, they they know what it's like to be on that top stage. Facing uh, up against that top talent. Now, with the addition of Blaze, we really don't know how, what he's going to do, what, right. what dynamic he's going to provide, right. what role he's going to play. So We don't know. It'll be interesting. Um, but, yeah, so then my next team, I guess, and these aren't in any particular order. I had uh, a feeling, yep. Team Infinite, they've showed, uh, they've done well in the qualifiers. Now, Lan is a different beast, but. Yes. Um, you've seen the, uh, Rain, Ryan, Noob, King, Nick, and Reliable. I think they've all been playing. They've been playing, oh, at least King Nick has been playing a lot. Right. So they've been scrimming. They've been scrimming. Um, and then uh, I'm going to go with Unlimited. Eco, Trippy, Penguin, and Stellar. They're one of mine. Uh, and um, I think any of those teams can make a splash. I do too. But we'll have to wait and see. There's not a lot of, okay. there's not a lot on the books for Halo Reach, especially with multiple inputs. It's hard to decide for me. I agree. But those are the three I'm rolling with. Okay. So since you took, realistically, I would say you took two out of three of the ones I was going to pick. 
I'm going to pick different ones. Okay. So after looking over these rosters, I'm going to go with unlimited. So that's going to be the one that I copy from you. Okay. But I'm also going to go with mantra because I think, I think Spartan has that fire again. You think so? I think he does. Now, whether or not that's for the long haul back, I don't know. But right now, I think he's got that fire again. And he was one of, like, the breakout players in H2A. Now, I know they're completely different games, but, like, I think he has that drive to want to compete. And I think every time he kills somebody... He's going to be screaming? He's going to be screaming because he's going to rem- he's going to think back and remind himself of every single time a person ats him when they really mean to at Spartan race on Twitter. <laughs> yes. So every person that he kills... He's going to think that's a person that tweets out that at's the wrong thing. Really gets his revenge on that. You know what I mean? Sure. Sure. Um, No, but seriously, I think, I think mantra is going to be some like a a team to watch for sure. Um, And then my third. I'm sorry, falling, but I'm going to go incognito on this one. So renegade pistola saying and Neptune. I don't think they've been doing amazingly well in scrims, but I'm never going to count Pistola out. Especially on LAN. Yes. Different environment, double elimination tournament. Yep. I'm never going to count Pistola out, and I'm never going to count Renegade out, considering Renegade is a world champ. So he knows what it's like to compete at the highest level. He's been off for a little bit, but who was it? Um, I'm starting to second guess myself. Was it Trippy or Renegade that tweeted out and they were like, I'm really excited to play Reach again? That was Renegade. That was in that a post game interview, if, I'm, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. He yeah. came up on the stage and he was like, Yeah, I'm really excited to have Reach events in the future. For sure. Go. So, yeah, Renegade could be uh, making a splash. I agree. I agree. Um, okay, cool. Those are going to be my three then. And I feel bad because I'd like to put Falling in there. Because, like, Neighbor and Hysteria have done incredible things, too. With the younger talent of Commonly and Sabinator, but... And like you said, like you said, the, mine were in no particular order. But I just feel bad for not including Falling in that space. Question. Do you think any of the EU players have what it takes to stand out? What we have, Jimbo, let me go back up here. Jimbo, Moe's respectful, Flux. I think Squally as well. Yeah, because we have Flamesword, Jimbo, Arcanum, and Squally. Yep. Together. On status quo. And then you have Flux, Tapping Buttons, Moe's, and Respectful on the Limited International. I would say Jimbo has more of a chance with status quo. Okay. Um, we've talked about it before where the EU guys just don't have some of the support and the availability Right, they're connection. not even able to get on those scrims either. You right, know? so it's hard to improve yourself when you're not playing against the best. Right. Okay. So I guess we'll just have to wait and see on that one too. I'd like to see, we'd obviously love to see them break out, you know. It's just whether or not that's going to happen. Who the hell knows? I'll be right back. Will's going to step away from the microphone. And uh, he'll be back momentarily. But... Before he gets back, for the listeners out there 
who are watching live, if you guys have any predictions as to who you think is going to win amazingly, lose horribly, or make a splash at DreamHack Anaheim, let us know. We'll read them during the show while we wait for Will to get back. And while I wait for comments to come in, if any comments do come in, we have the next segment, which is the Reflection Corner. So, the first piece of Reflection Corner that we have here is a game that's going to be coming out in the future. It's still like a alpha-esque scenario here. I don't even think it's in a beta yet, to be completely honest. But... Project A, competitive shooters, and can Infinite bring Halo back on top? So Will, as Will steps back in, into the show, Will, uh, we're in the reflection corner. Okay, great. Okay. And uh, the, the first piece that we have here is Project A, competitive shooters, and can Infinite bring Halo back on top? Okay. Do you know what Project A is? Yes, Will? it's the new... Um Riot game shooter yes. that they're working on, first-person shooter. Yes. It looks like uh, potentially hero and hero-based. Yes, ever so slightly, right? So Golden Boy put out a tweet here, and, and, I, and I quote, Great thread on hashtag Project A from one of the greatest voices in esports. Project A is going to be insane. Henry G, this is his thread that Golden Boy referenced. It's a Twitter thread. I'm going to read through it, and I quote, Hello, strap yourself in. I had the chance to spend a day playing Project A at Riot EU. Today, I'm allowed to share some of my initial thoughts and impressions. Please bear with me. I can't go into too much detail about the specifics of a lot of the gameplay until a later date. If you're reading this and you're not familiar with what I do, I am known as Henry G, primarily a CSGO commentator and former professional CS player. That's Counter-Strike. Down a similar vein to these upcoming tweets, I was also part of the first ever playtests of CSGO in 2011 at Valve. First of all, at its core, Project A is essentially a round-based, five-on-five tactical shooter, most similar to CSGO as a Twitter surface-level comparison, with the better and slightly diluted elements of a class-slash-hero-based FPS games such as Overwatch or Apex Legends, for example. The game mode we had access to uh, was MR12, uh... DE slash S and D, so like search and destroy, with an A and B bomb site with an attack and defense swap at halftime. In my opinion, these aforementioned classes and their own unique abilities should be seen as uh, tactical utility instead of potentially overpowered spell and ultimate combinations that offer cla- that other class-based games suffer from. Generally speaking, abilities primarily need to be purchased at the start of a round instead of earned over time with the same economy reservoir as the weapon as the weaponry. Okay? So you don't earn them, you have to buy them. The gameplay and gun mechanics are super slick and satisfying. On the build I played, we experienced pretty well-balanced and varied hitscan weapons that had their own unique spray patterns and best methods of approach for your situation or position. Similar to CSGO with the economy system, you could partially invest into rounds with less firepower to take a gamble on a round and enter with basic abilities and utility. You can have a great time playing without having to rely too much on abilities to assist you in your game. Saying that, there's nothing more satisfying dropping a successful combo of movement mechanics abilities that isolates your opponent to buy space before pulling the trigger on the killing blow. 
All classes have access to the same generic weaponry via an economy CSGO fans wouldn't find too difficult to adjust to. Generally speaking, a one-bullet headshot with one of the primary rifles with any class and hero wielding it will do enough damage to take down an opponent. Okay. Again, that's generally speaking. One of the most exciting elements of the game, to me, was the map design. They have been beautifully created and follow Counter-Strike-esque familiar lanes and choke points. With a focus on gameplay substance rather than uh, flowery aesthetics. I'll be creating some initial content at a later date where I can dive into a lot more specific information. For now, I will say that this is a very exciting title that is being built by the right people that has the potential to be one of the giant titles of the FPS space. I will leave you with this bombshell. Project A is the best game I've played since CSGO. I want to make it extremely clear that all of these words are my own. Riot have not requested a single edit or had any problem with me being this candid. They have been refreshingly cool about this. So there's the thread. And then, before we talk about it, Slasher also put out a tweet. Slasher is also... uh, Huge within the esports space. Okay. This is what he said. If Riot does everything right with Project Ares, Project A, will be the biggest FPS shooter game in the world by 2021. Project Ares will surpass CSGO, Fortnite, Overwatch, Call of Duty, Apex, Rainbow Six, Crossfire, and all other shooters internationally. So, my question. Does Halo even have a chance to make it back on top when games are coming out there that are being built from the ground up to the, be, to the competitive and accessible player base? Will, what do you think? Oh, that's a heavy, that's a heavy and loaded question, Josh. Like I said at the beginning, heavy hitters here. In the reflection oh, God. corner. Does Infinite have the chance to be back on top? Do you think it just remains a heavily niche eSport? Or do you think it has the chance to actually be one of these top tier with Call of Duty powerhouses? I'm going to say a powerhouse? No. Okay. But because you have to look, the reason Overwatch... Call of Duty are being invested into is because of a track record. Correct. Halo doesn't have that track record currently. Correct. It hasn't for a long time. Not since Halo 2 days. Halo Halo 3. 2 and 3, right? Ramping into MLG days. They were the start. They were. Halo, yeah. Halo was the start of all of this. In the FPS space, the FPS. I th- yeah, I think you're right on that. Right. That or CS. I don't remember when Counter-Strike 1.6 came out. I'm pretty sure that sure. came out before Source. I think Either way. Either I way. think in this article, these people saying it's going to overtake Call of Duty and CSGO, I think they're overstating it a bit because, like, if I, I enjoy Call of Duty, but I don't enjoy CSGO. Sure. Like, yeah, I get it. It's competitive and it's, you know, realistic and the one shots and all that. And Now, Slasher also said internationally. Sure. So, like, all-encompassing, right? 
not just here in the U.S. where we like shooty, shooty, bang, bang, fast, fast movement. <laughs> in other words, sprint's going to be an infinite. Just giving you guys a heads up. Um, but does Halo have the chance? Not, I think infinite has to be the groundwork to show that a league can be ran or, a, you know, a e-sport, their esports can be ran well and be profitable for someone else to come in and boost it up. Sure. Um, we don't have, I don't, I don't even know if I want to, how do I want to put this, but we just don't have the, the eyes on halo. Like it used to be. Um, honestly, a lot of times when I, when I talk about infinite coming out with people that aren't, that haven't followed, like a lot of the times when I talk about halo with people, I know that play games they are like, Oh, like that halo's, Still, Still a thing. thing. It's yeah. like, oh, yeah, I played Halo 3. Like, that's the last thing we heard, they heard about from Halo. So I don't know. I don't know what the state of Halo is going to be when Infinite releases. We're we're in this space where, like, the community wants very specific things. Um, It's tough, man. It's tough. I don't know. I know it was a, it, it's a difficult question to ask and answer, especially considering we haven't seen gameplay of Infinite yet. So we really don't know what it's going to be like. We just know that it's going to have sprint because duh. And we know they have a pro team, right? It's just whether or not those pro team viewpoints are being taken into consideration. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to go uh, on a tangent, not a tangent, but I'm going to go off here. Is Ranty Will about to come into the space in the reflection corner? <laughs> Take it away, Will. The old vets are killing Halo. Ooh. They want classic movement. They want Halo 2, Halo 3 type stuff. Sure. People like Shotzi, um, you could say Saiyan, who um, I saw a video. Uh, I don't remember who it was on on YouTube, but he was just going over Halo 5 movement. And the, these people who are putting down the new Halos because of the movement and not just mastering it. They might be mastering it too, but they're putting it down because it's not what they want. Right. It's it's showing a negative on Halo and it makes it not people not want to tune in, not want to watch. Yep. Like the pros have their issues like Call of Duty right now. The pros have their own issues with Call of Duty. Yes. But they're not super vocal about it. They they'll they'll say, "Oh yeah, that map's bad. Why did the why are the spawns like this?" But they're not like dogging it every day. They're not putting it down like every day. Like I do see from like the the Halo community puts down its own game constantly. You're not wrong. You're definitely not wrong. From an outside perspective, why is that going to draw you into this game? If it's you, not. It, it's it's not. So like the old like I the old vets who are out there like saying no no we want classic Halo yeah. It kind of they're they're putting down, and um basically deterring possibly new players, new possible pros that could come into the scene and shake things up if like. Just imagine like what if, um. What's simp, right? Yeah. Simp on uh, Atlanta phase. Yeah. Unbelievable player. Unbelievable. What Young if he talent. was, what if instead of playing Call of Duty his whole life, he was persuaded to play Halo instead? What could be made? Like, think of that, like oh that type of player. God. Like he could be, he could be contending with Shotzi and, you know, I think things. he would be that or better. Like so, that's, that's how scary he is. Holy shit. So it, it's crazy. Like, you it, it, the way esports works right now is, um, 
the the players themselves are really is what carries a team or like you have the few energies optic like the big um organizations that draw a crowd you're right though it's the players but, that make that happen but though. it's the players if that if optic never got the best players they would have never been optic if scump and formal weren't on energy or weren't on chicago, chicago huntsman which is owned by energy as well if they weren't on that then i would would but, anybody care i wouldn't be a fan as much no that's the thing it's it's the players that make at least that esport what it is right right well, you can say the same thing for halo sure everyone loves talks because they're the best yep. they were optic they were clg they dominated um, people still love Pistola and Snipe Down. Snipe Down won our community all-star bracket, uh, which Josh is not happy about, but it's because people love him. No, I love him too. There's nothing against him. It was just, I was just saying stats-wise, but no, I right. hear you. So then, let's, let's bring this back. Those same people that we love because they're Halo pros and they're, they've been in the community so long are saying, yeah. oh, this game's shit. Okay, why am I going to watch then? Why, is, why am I going to tell my friends to go play? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's... I hear you. I think so, it's so can infinite if infinite and it's going to be tailored to the new style of games. Right. And I, uh, another thing that you can take away is when Halo first came out, it was revolutionary for the space. Absolutely. So everyone was playing it. Absolutely. Other games have revolutionized better than what Halo has Thank done. Thank you. So yes. That's where the people go is games that are going to attract them. So if you want to go back to Halo one and Halo two, style game like why is what sure you might be happy playing with the five other people that love it too i'm i mean i'm just gonna say it like yeah silos <laughs> no um <laughs> I'm, fucking I'm just kidding. like it's not gonna bring in a large audience if it goes if it goes back to the way it was right it won't it'll be it'll be too slow it, if if it was if it would if it was going to bring in that large of an audience we would have saw that influx with mcc because those games are coming back out or Where, when it got fixed, you know? Or we may not have seen. No, I'm not I'm not going to go as far You're as to say, say that. Not saw it come out to PC. No, I was going to say maybe we would have seen it continue that way if the popularity continued as well. So, like, I don't know. The reason why I didn't want to say that is because um, Halo Reach was still very popular. It was still very popular, and it when it introduced those newer things into the franchise for the first time, yeah, right. And it's just the competitive scene didn't really work out to the fullest that it could, I guess you could say, with Reach. And then when that happened, and then Four came out, it just took the biggest dive, right? But Reach was still a very popular game overall. Yeah. Now, I don't know what those conversations were like when Bungie were, were thinking to themselves, you know what, we are going to put a sprinting mechanic in this game. I don't know what their thought process was because from a from a lore-based standpoint, right, Reach came out, Reach chronologically in timeline format is before Halo 1. Yeah. Halo 1, 2, and 3 in ODST didn't have sprint. Halo Reach did. But you could also look at Reach was made from the lore, which did have Spartans able to do those types of things. Right, and that that's the thing too, is that like realistically, 
I mean, it, that's why it's hard for me, right? I don't yeah. know what the conversation was behind closed doors to be like, we're going to go with a sprint mechanic. We're going to go with a jetpack mechanic, so on and so forth, right? I just don't know. And like I said, Reach was still incredibly popular when it came out. It's just that competitive side of that community that were starting to dwindle a little bit. Yes. So. 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 For Halo to be popular again. Yes. Let's, let's just put it like not esports, just generally popular on top of everyone's radar again. Yeah. Does this game have to cater to the casuals to bring them back into this game over the, over the competitive? Do we need to, because your competitive community is going to be mad, but what, what would you rather have? Would you have your game be wildly successful with these mechanics and all this stuff that people want in their games nowadays? Sure. Or would you rather have a niche community still that likes what they like and come out with the style that everyone that has been asking for? So can I ask you a follow-up question? Sure. Is there a reason why we can't have it both ways? So the reason... Now, let me give you an example why I say that or why I ask that question. Call of Duty, mm-hmm. right? I'm going to give you two examples, actually. Give you two. So Call of Duty, because it is so easy to just, oh, I got my kill streaks, I got the guns I want, the perks I want, boom, 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 I'm going into matchmaking, quick play, awesome, great, right? Super easy to get into, super casual. Yeah. And you also have the polar opposite where these guns are banned, these attachments are banned, these perks are banned, no radar, uh, you can shoot your teammate, and it's competitive, right? You have that, you have that subset as well. And then you all... It is huge. It's the, it's the biggest gaming release of the year every year, yeah. right? My other example is going to be the Counter-Strikes. The, you know what? I'm going to stick with FPSs, with, with Counter-Strike, right? Where it is really, really easy to get into because it's, it, it you can play TDM if you want, but it's usually it's a round based. You buy your guns, you buy your equipment, you have your allotted amount that you can spend. If you kill people, you get more money, whatever. If you went around, you get more money. Mm-hmm. But it's, you have your maps. You, you go kill the person. It's easy to learn, but very, very difficult to master with the competitive scene. So I know we've talked about it a lot before, like, oh, should they have two separate playlists, one for competitive, one for not? I'm just asking, is it, I'm going to ask you a different question. <laughs> okay. Is it because it's Halo that it will never be on top again? Is it because Ooh. it has the name of Halo? Is it never going to be on top again? Because people expect certain things? Sure. Or, that's, I'm over, that's a tough one. I'm overgeneralizing here. Yeah. But... That's what I'm thinking. Because, like, a lot of people came out and said, yeah, Halo 5 is a great game, but it's yeah. not a Halo game. Right. Well, what is? So, if it was a great game, why not just enjoy it for what it is? Right. Is Halo 4 not a Halo game? Shitting on it aside, is it not a Halo game? Is well, Halo I mean, Reach not a Halo game? Because we've talked about it all the time, where Halo 1 is not the same game as Halo 2. Or 3. Or, th- or four. Or five. Or yeah. Reach. Or ODST. There's not been con- a continuous stream of what it should be. Right. Now, people will come out with a rebuttal, and I can respect this one, where they say, well, 
we've gotten away from what is the holy trinity of Halo gameplay. Weapons, grenades, melee. It it feels like we've gotten away from that. And you know what? That is the one response that I've looked at when it comes to a reply to a tweet, to a YouTube comment, whatever. When I look at that and I'm like, you know what? You may actually have a point there. Because before, when the armor abilities were not in the game, it was based off of weapons, grenades, and melee. Therefore, making positioning and movement much more important. Much more important. But at the same time, if you look at Halo 5, your position is still incredibly important. Yeah. It's just what you do with those abilities that you have. You still have to use your weapons. You're not going to kill anybody if you don't. Or you have to use your melee. You're not going to kill anybody if you don't. And you still have to use your grenades. Hit markers notwithstanding, they're a great positional awareness mechanism to use. One thing I did notice from watching... Like, we saw the Halo 3 tournaments and the Halo 5 tournaments. Yes. In Halo 5, the power weapons and power-ups could swing a game dramatically. Where in Halo 3, it just didn't seem like... You got a couple kills, sure, but they never seemed to be as impactful as Halo 5. And you know what? I, I love that. I love what you just said there because thinking about it, looking back on those Halo 3 tournaments... When you when you have a fresh rocket launcher, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say you just let's say you, just, you have you just have two rockets, okay? And you're on the uh, what you're on. It doesn't even matter what map. Fuck it, any CTF map that has rockets as well, mm-hmm. right? You would think that I have rockets. Oh, we have a player down on the other team. Let's start working our way up. Oh, we got two dead. Let's push, right? I'm talking Halo 5 or 3? 3. I'm talking 3. Okay. Because when that happens, you would expect them to get the flag and probably cap that thing, right? There have been so many instances in 3 where I've seen them ha- where I've seen a team have numbers, have rockets, maybe get a couple kills, but they still weren't able to capitalize while having the power weapon. Now, maybe that's a good thing because that's nice that the other team still has that chance to come back and stop that pull. But with five, you're right. If you have a power weapon, that can drastically swing a game. If you, like, if you have sniper on plaza, right, you're able to lock areas down. Nobody's moving from from plaza itself. Like nobody's nobody's leaving that yellow hall, right? Yeah. If somebody wants to try to poke their head through blue, if sniper's in nest watching, you're probably dead, right? You're trying to come up from glass. Don't even try it. You might you probably have to try to sneaky play from bottom mid, but your other teammates are probably around there watching flanks. So positionals and weapons, grenades, melee aside, those armor abilities—the sprint, the clamber, the thrust—take some away, keep them, whatever it may be. Those all, in my opinion, enhance that gameplay experience. Sure, I wish clamber worked 100 percent of the time because it just didn't, but. Like when you're able to string together, you know what? Here's an analogy for you. Oh boy. Halos one, two, and three. I'm not going to include Reacher four because just bear with me for the sake of the analogy. Okay. Halos one, two, and three were like a band. You know, your three piece band. Drums, guitar, vocals. 
That's what you got. Okay, it's okay. A, they're banned. Okay, well, can we can we call it a four piece band with some bass in there too? Since there was a well, was weapons, it? grenades, melee. That's what I'm oh, thinking. Weapons. Okay. You, you feel me? I was thinking four v four. You know, I'm just saying guitars. Okay, drums, guitars, vocals. So you can have you can have bass and. Sure, sure. Yeah. I got Give you. Give me. Okay. I got you. So while Halos one, two, and three were the band, Halo five is the orchestra. What do you think of that? Mm. All those armor abilities, stringing them together in a beautiful piece. Mm. Thrust, uh, thrust, slide, jump, stabilize, clamber up. Perfect position. Ooh. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So... Yeah. Let's get back to the root. I'm sorry. The reflection corner. Um, so what do you think? Can Halo be back on top? I'm going to say with Infinite, no. Agreed. It hurts me to say it. I know. It really does. But I'm looking at big picture here, right? Does Halo release every year? No. And that's not to say that if it did, it would be a good thing because it could very well be a bad thing, but Call of Duty releases every year, okay? It's continually fresh. Well, and that's the... People love to shit on COD, Mm -hmm. but the reason why I love Call of Duty so much and respect Call of Duty so much is because they don't do the Madden or the FIFA shit where they just release the literal same game every year. With, right? with slight tweaks. Right. The thing I love about Call of Duty and respect about Call of Duty is that they have their core shooting gameplay down to a science. Mm-hmm. No one can no one can imitate it. It's purely their own. So many people have tried, and I think the closest that it comes I think the one that comes closest to it is probably Titanfall in terms of just the shooting itself. Okay. But that shooting feels so good. It's so snappy. It's smooth. It's it's butter. It's not chunky butter. It's just butter. Okay? <laughs> to bring all that all the way back. But seriously, that's that's the way I feel about Call of Duty. I don't think any... I don't think Halo comes near that. So regardless of it being released every year, when you have something that feels that damn good to play and it releases every year on top of that with fresh shit, oh, man. So the only way in my mind that I could see Halo be back on the metaphorical top of competitive FPS is their game has to be feature complete at launch. I mean, feature complete. It needs to have more than four maps that can be used in a competitive rotation. Then if they go the seasonal route, whatever, they need to have refreshing content come in all of the time because I don't think that Halo can thrive for years on end like a Counter-Strike if they only play on a a map like Rust because I don't think that would tie correctly to the type of gameplay that Halo's providing, right? I just think there needs to be fresh stuff. Like if, if Call of Duty stuck with one game, but they continually iterated on it and added new maps to the competitive pool, so on and so forth. I think 
honestly, it could work. It could. But they'd lose out on a lot of money because they want to make a lot of money by releasing a new game every yeah. year. But if Halo wants to remain on top and remain relevant, they need to not necessarily do the Fortnite thing, but they need to at least have their roadmap, have things come out at set times. This is what people can expect. It doesn't even need to be a battle pass. Like just have continually bring fresh content in. I don't want to see Forge remakes of maps anymore. I want them developing in-house maps. And you know what? If they come out with map packs or whatever, if they do the season pass, have like two competitive, two regular. Sure. This is thinking, I don't know if Warzone's going to be in it. I don't know if Warzone's going to be an infinite, but that's, that's what I'll say. Other, otherwise, no, I don't think it stands a chance. And like you said, it pains me to say it too. It's a triple A title that can't compete with other triple A titles. It seems. And that's, I don't know. Is it, do we need like, I think I'm I'm, going to go, I think three, four, three and Microsoft need to re, examine their marketing strategy for Halo. Sure. I mean, we've had barely anything on it. Like, where's the game stores being plastered with posters and where's, you know, just random... Like, I felt like when Halo... Was it Halo 2 and 3 were coming out? Like, it was just everywhere. It was everywhere. Like, you couldn't... I couldn't go to Target without it being in my face. But at the same time, that was at a time where not a lot of people were in the space with first-person shooters on console. Very true. And they were the most hotly anticipated titles of that year. One of them, I mean. I mean. But I did see a lot of promotion with five. You had the Hunt the Truth campaign with, like, the podcast that came out, which was actually very good. If you guys have not listened to Hunt the Truth, you need to listen to Hunt the Truth. It's really good. Very, very good. Well, if you haven't, highly recommend it still. But they didn't follow any of that. Like, that's not what the game was about, and it was shitty because we thought it was, but it wasn't, so. Um, but no, to this day, I still see Halo 5 Guardians posters on game stores. Yeah. Yeah, like in their window and whatnot, still see it. Five so, years later. Five well, years later. Four and a half, I don't Four to five years later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, you still see it. Halo 5 was marketed well. But that marketing didn't translate well to the gameplay itself. So it was marketed poorly. Yes. They made you think it was going to be one thing. Right. It, it was it was marketed well in a standpoint of it's getting a lot of eyes in front of it and a lot of ears listening. But right. It was poor marketing in a sense that it didn't translate. There it was. It didn't translate to the actual game itself, which is very unfortunate. But that's what I got. Anything else you want to uh, add, Will? We went deep on that one. Let's keep going. Oh, so deep. Uh, the last piece of the reflection corner. We have the current state of E3. So Jeff Keeley, um, creator of the Game Awards every year, the creator of the E3 Coliseum, where it's a round table of devs that come in, have segments, so on and so forth. He's been to every E3 for the past 25 years. He's very prolific within the space. He's a well-known name. He's a household name of video games, if you will. And here's what he said. Quote, I wanted to share some important news about my plans around E3 2020. For the last 25 years, I've attended every electronic entertainment expo. 
Covering, hosting, and sharing E3 has always been a highlight of my year, not to mention a defining part of my career. I've debated what to say about E3 2020. While I want to support the developers who will showcase their work, I also need to be open and honest with you, the fans, about precisely what to expect from me. I've made the difficult decision to decline to, to, to produce E3 Coliseum. For the first time in 25 years, I will not be participating in E3. I look forward to supporting the industry in other ways and at other events in the future. And here is Jeff's quote from a Washington Post article. Quote, Based on what's been communicated to me about the show, I just don't feel comfortable participating, Keeley told the Post. Quote, It's no secret that E3 needs to evolve, and I have lots of ideas around that, but have decided to take a wait-and-see approach. I'm looking forward to learning more about what the ESA's vision for the new show or for the show beyond what is uh, was in the blog post last week, end quote. So, Will, my question to you and my question to the audience out there. So what should E3 do to remain relevant? Or is it all right in its current state? Ooh. First off, I want to say... Uh... Hello, Goalie Sniper in the live chat. Justin LaFlesh. Appreciate you stopping by. Um, but E3. E3. What does it do to have to stay relevant? Or is it okay? So before you answer, let me paint a picture for the people at home because some people might not realize this or might not just know. E3, the Electronic Entertainment Expo, it is not a show for us. Okay. Let me just get the point across. It is not a show for the normal individual like you and me. E3 is a trade show. It is a trade show for investors. It's a trade show for marketers. It's a trade show for retailers. That's what the majority of what E3 is. Now, since that is what they are at their core, they have since... Now, a long time ago, it was open to the public. Up until uh, years ago, I would say, not a long, long time ago, but years ago, they changed it from being a public event to being something that you had to have media credentials for or you were a retailer, you would have a pass, right? Now, they sold these passes, so you could buy them and you could basically just go, but usually you'd have to have an affiliation with a company. Recently, within the past like two or three years, they again opened it up to the public, but again, you'd have to buy ticket and they'd be expensive, but you'd be able to go. Okay. Now, the reason why this is important is because E3 being a trade show for investors, retailers, media, right? There are lines at these events that these higher profile people wait in to see demos of games that are coming out. Maybe it's the same demo that's shown during a press conference. Maybe it's not, but those gaming media outlets talk about that, right? The retailers think about the type of stock that they want to get for their store, how they want to push their promotion for pre-orders because pre-orders are big now, so on and so forth. It is a trade show. So, Will, I bring it back to you. I ask you the question, what should they do to remain relevant or is it already all right in its current state? So, I feel like the, the 
person who watches at home most of the time is your average viewer. Yes. So they're not thinking about it in that trade show light. They're just, what information can I get? Yes. So you have companies like Microsoft that put on these big productions at E3 and stream them so everyone can check out whatever's coming out next. Yes. Basically for them, a giant marketing tool to show what they have, to get pre-orders, whatever it may be. I don't know what they need to do. I honestly don't. Um, I'm excited to watch it every year, but like I could do without all the cringy commentary. <laughs> um, right, like Ubisoft's press conference every year? So, Or EA's for that matter, too? I don't know. I don't know what they need to do. Okay. So, Justin, um, goalie sniper, says, I think it's got to morph into a thing for the fans. So I asked him, how so? So, Justin, I'll wait for a reply. How do you think, how do the listeners think it should go down? I wonder, I'm wondering if it is for, if they make it for the fans, like they could have, I think the, what it's meant to be is the expo itself is supposed to be for the developers and all that. Yeah. So close that off to the public, have it for the developers, have it for the people who need to be there essentially. Um, and then have all the streams be more personal to the, the people who. Sure. Rather than, you know, because like some of these, I feel like some of these companies show off every single thing they have or they don't show, they show barely anything. Right. And I don't know. Um, gosh, it's, it's, do they just go to like making a video? Like kind of like what Nintendo does a video. Um, do we not have like the personal live experience? Like, would they just do like a huge promotional video? Sure. Would See. That be- no, I because PlayStation does the same thing now, basically with their state of play, a, a few times throughout the year. Mm-hmm. So they they've gotten to that direct approach, right? And Microsoft, and when Sony does do one, right, they are in a theater. They they book out a theater. Mm-hmm. They're not at the trade floor, right? Like the, and these the trade show floor doesn't open until that Monday. These press conferences happen that Saturday and Sunday before. In a completely separate location. It's basically their hype video for the conference so they can yeah. get people into their booths to see their, their stuff. Correct. And realistically, the people who are there are going to see their stuff anyway because they have appointments booked. Yes. That's the whole point. It's just regular Joe Schmo who buys a spectator pass who doesn't have an appointment that has to wait in those lines too. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 hard because it's to me, to me, it's like Christmas every year. It's stuff I get to look forward to. It's something I get excited for every time. I, I request the basically the week off every year from work, and they know it. Yeah. Um. And the funny thing is, is that we come back from your bachelor party right as it's about to begin for the press conferences. Yep. So it's going to be exciting, to say the least. All right, here's – so Justin replied, uh, people are the ones buying these games. It should be used as a mass uh, – as a massive, hey, this is what's coming next year, instead of companies splitting off trying to make their own announcement show. Because I feel like the majority of people are missing uh, what they drop. Example, state of play. I never watch. BD3 might make me buy a next-generation PlayStation if the games they show uh, interest me more than another console. I can respect that. 
Because realistically, they don't do a whole lot of promotion for their state of play. They basically say, hey, it's going to happen at this time. It's going to happen on this day. You should tune in if you want to know about these games. If you don't want to know about those games, then what the fuck's the point in tuning in, right? Um, But we already know that Sony pulled out of this year's E3. Nintendo has their Direct that they're going to be doing. EA has their EA Play. It's just... Realistically, thinking about it, if we have press conferences, I mean, we are going to have press conferences. Microsoft is already, no, we already know they're going to have one. It's okay, Justin, don't worry about the spelling. Um, the que- So, realistically, press conferences that we have for this year's E3, Ubisoft, Microsoft, maybe Bethesda? Maybe? Can't forget Devolver. Right. They'll have their own little, like, they'll have their pre-recorded video, which is fantastic every year. But, and then like the PC gaming show that nobody gives a shit about. Yeah. It, oh man. Kind of feels like dire straits a little bit for gaming. Yeah. Just no, just as like the, because that's what, yes. Keeping in mind that E3 is a trade show. E3 was that thing though that everybody got excited for. It's the time of the year that everybody gets amped up about video games, new video games. Yeah. We saw cyberpunk for the first time. Oh, hopefully we see more, right? It's supposed to be out already, but that's the thing. It's that it's so hard for me because it's, it's something that I look forward to every year. And I think I'll probably always look forward to it every year, but, and it, it's still, it just really blew my mind that Sony decided they didn't want to do it considering they have a console coming out this year. That, it blew my mind. I couldn't believe that you're literally, now yes, E3 is not the same state it was in before, but you're letting Microsoft run away with it. You're just letting them. Like they have to have a launch lineup for the fucking console. Well, you know, they could be the same thing that you talked about them doing last year when, or last generation when they waited for xbox or microsoft to announce their uh um their price point and sure. sony undercuts them that very well could be it i don't know we'll wait and see okay yeah i'm i'm anxious about what the future of e3 is going to hold i'm actually anxious about what this year's e3 is going to hold as well so who knows but that's it for the reflection corner. Hey, Will. Yeah. Regular news. The button didn't want to work there for a second. Is that what happened? Or did yeah. you not hit it? I must have not pressed hard enough. Oh, okay. You got you to be harder with it. You got to beat it. You know? Just, just beat it. All right. Beat it. Just beat it. Beat it. Okay. First piece of regular news. Halo Infinite's new engine lays groundwork for the future of Halo. This is by Eddie uh, McCook or McCook? McCooch? I don't know. Of GameSpot. And I quote, For Halo Infinite, the team at 343 Industries built more than a game. They also developed a brand new game engine, Slipspace. Now, the studio has spoken a little bit more about what that engine allows the team to do, and it sounds like a lot. Halo franchise director Frank O'Connor said in a video that the flip space, the flip space, the slip space engine, 
was designed for next generation game development and also to be easier to work with. We had, quote, we had to create an engine that was more powerful for next generation development, but also more nimble. So the creatives and engineers are able to work more easily and iterate faster. End quote. He said, quote, this technical groundwork is vital to perform a plat to build a platform for the future of Halo. End quote. Engineering director David Berger said in the video that the Slipspace engine allows the team at 343 to do things that were not possible with the previous game making tools. Quote, you have, tool, you have to make tools that allow you to make new features that allow you to make fe uh, features that weren't thought about before. You've got to give the content creators room to uh, ideate, ideate outside of that, end quote, he said. Multiplayer director Tom French, meanwhile, said one of the benefits of the Slipspace engine is that it allows the team to try new things more quickly than before. Quote, designers are more empowered themselves to actually tackle a problem and prototype something quicker and faster than we've ever done before, end quote. So there you go. You know, they made an engine and uh, does cool things. And we'll see if Infinite looks really good or doesn't. Who knows? Next up, Halo CE bringing back the OG. This is by Postums on Twitter, and I quote, Music to your ears, CE players? Too long didn't watch OG audio sounds for multiplayer in CE and MCC. So there you go. They're bringing back the old sounds. None of that new remastered shit. Speaking of Halo CE, PC flighting has officially begun. Check your emails if you haven't already. See if you got accepted. And if you didn't, keep an eye out in your emails anyway. Because, you know... You could always still get accepted because they're going to send out more invites as waves continue. So keep an eye on your email. Next up, Rob, uh, Robbie provides job description. This is by Robbie One Kenobi. So this is a Twitter thread and a quote. I get the question about what the director of player voice means. Well, here you go. My role is really player advocacy. It's not about managing the community on social media at all. My job is to take all of the player input across all of the feedback channels. Channels like flighting, councils, community, and internal and work and internal and work with the team to integrate and process that feedback effectively. It's about building pipelines and feedback mechanisms that game needs, whether that be panels, councils, or larger flighting plans. It's about working with teams to create design intent that we can use to measure success against actual players that allows us to prioritize and segment our feedback effectively to work with it. It's also about creating the outputs from feedback that teams like, commu like community can use to effectively communicate why we made the decisions we made and creating a transparency for you, our players, to understand where feedback is and how it's being acted upon. Finally, it's about representing the player's perspective in design and development and ensuring you have a voice at the table and that your feedback is heard and managed appropriately. That's not to say we do everything you say or that the loudest voices are the, are the right ones. However, it doesn't mean you get transparency into where your feedback goes and if it is being acted upon or not. Hope that added clarity. It did. Thanks, Robbie. And thanks for all that you do and all that you will continue to do to infinity and beyond. You're welcome for that, for that one. Uh, and finally, the last piece of news. Will and I were actually kind of wondering about this, and now we actually have some clarification on this as well. Halo Outpost update. This is by John Friend on Twitter, and I quote, I've gotten a few questions lately about the future of Halo Outpost Discovery and want to share an update. 
Outpost Discovery's tour last year was such an incredible high point for us. We loved the community. To, we loved the opportunity to bring fans together, and we're excited to do it again and bring all of our learnings from last year forward. We're actively working now on future plans and new ideas. But we will so unsurprisingly be taking a break from touring in summer 2020 as we focus on preparing Halo Infinite for launch this fall. We've got a lot to land as a whole, and my consumer products team has a lot of fun, new things in the pipeline. Thank you to everyone who's joined us last summer and who continues to express interest and excitement for Halo Outpost. We can't wait to see you again. So there you go. Will, we officially will not be going to an event in 2020. Not a Halo Outpost event. Or a Halo event, more than likely. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah, 2021. Infinite, you know. Infinite. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to the first one. Okay. I'm telling you. All right. right. We're fucking going. All right. All right. All right. (laughs) What did you just do? I hit the mic with my hat. Oh, nice job. Doink. Uh, Not a double doink, though. No. You know? I'm not the kicker for the Bears. Nope. Was it Luke Keekley? Was that his name? Yeah. Sorry, bro. Just name dropped you. Uh, Will, that's it for the regular news. And that means it's time for Will's Adventures with Halo. Will, what'd you play this week? Uh, mostly other games too, but uh, <laughs> so it uh, started with some Modern Warfare. Got my games in, bought the Battle Pass because I wanted that dude with the ghost face because he looked badass. Was he badass? Yes, but uh, I have one complaint. He doesn't, like, you can't change his uniform. So I was going to put him in the rocker gear. Oh. I couldn't. It's, well, that's it's not, lame. It's not possible. That's it, lame. It is what he is. So, um, yeah, played some Modern Warfare. Tried, uh, did I do any of this? I don't think I did any of the CDL playlists because I'm, oh, I did. I did a couple games. Did you? Yeah. How'd it go? It was fine besides the fact they reset all, like, your loadouts are reset when you go in. So, like, I loaded, loaded it in my first game, had to redo all, like, my oh resets my God. from the beginning. Why'd they do that? Because some items are banned. Oh, so that makes more sense. It, it would, wouldn't translate over, so. Well, I wish, uh, now I just wish that they put, like, a little flag on the item that you already have equipped in your loadout mm-hmm. to be like, hey, this is banned in the playlist that you're selecting. Yeah. Um, that would have been way more beneficial also, than fucking resetting all of them. I'm curious how, like, because if you go to edit your your weapons, you edit them for casual. But once you go into the CDL playlist, how do you edit them for the CDL playlist? Unless there's a new tab I don't know about. I should have looked a little harder. But, um, yeah, played some Modern Warfare. Okay. And then yesterday. Oh, God, uh, yesterday. I uh, woke up to a text from uh, my friend Joe, and he was like, EFT today? I'm like, yeah, I just woke up. And then he was like, all right, I'm taking a shit. I'll be out in 10 minutes. I'm like, shit. Okay. So I, um, you know, woke up, got my morning routine going and hopped online. And I played for over 12 hours with Mr. Joe yesterday in Tarkov. Um, 12 hours? 12 hours of Tarkov, man. What the fuck, man? It was good. We were working on challenges, getting things done. We were escaping. Uh, I died a Holy few shit. times and then he was able to hide my gear on the map. So you get it back in insurance. Oh, so that's nice. Yeah. It's nice to have a friend. I found okay. a gun that I like, and it's kind of a, you could call it a budget build. It's like 25 grand for the gun. Um, I add a front mount on it, which I then put a sight and a foregrip on. 
And then, um, yeah, it's pretty good AK. How much is a lot of money in that game? Um, how would, when would you consider yourself wealthy in Tarkov? Give me a, give me an ne- estimate. Never. Um, <laughs> wealthy. Okay. Is a million a lot? I have no, a million's not a lot. Okay. Um, so I had 2.5 million to start the day. I hovered around that for a while until I bought an item that was worth 700,000. And basically what that does is it consolidates, uh, you get keys in the game, which you can open up doors, certain doors that are normally locked then. Sure. And they have p- potentially better, loot, better loot inside. Okay. So I got a key tool, which you can put 12 keys into this one key tool. So instead of taking up 12 slots in your inventory. So it's a keychain. It's a keychain. It takes up one. <laughs> yeah. They cost, because keys are so valuable in that game. That costs you $700,000 for a fucking keychain? Yeah. Yes. Um. Yeah, so that's... Like, Did it have Tarkov branding on it or no, some shit? <laughs> Just some basic-ass keychain? In the game, yes. It's a key tool. Like, you can flip out the keys, and then you can use them. Good so, lord! <laughs> so here's the thing, though. Like, when you have 15 keys for one map, you, A, are not going to bring those in in your normal pockets because they're worth a lot of money. Oh, yeah. No, I I completely so understand. It, it's just, consolidation. Yes. It's, you, you pay... You pay a lot of money to consolidate your your stash because you yes. have a limited inventory. Right. And the fact that you it takes up less space and the keys are so valuable and you have the potential for getting something incredible behind one of those doors. Right. I get it. There's a yeah, there's a um there's a spot on customs that I had a key for and literally like anywhere from 0 to like four guns can spawn in this one little rack. Jesus. So I mean, if if you get there and you can get all those guns and get out you can make your money back over, you know, just over time by having that key and key tool. That's awesome. Okay. Um, I also, you have a hideout. So like your own little hub, you can update, like there's a, you can update your security. You um, can get like a generator to get lights. You can upgrade the lights. You can um, upgrade like a resting place and all this helps you in game. So as you upgrade your, grade your hideout, your, um, so you, in the, the game's really in-depth, so when you're in raid, your yeah. energy and your hydration go down. Right, So you Makes need sense. to eat and drink. Yeah. So if you upgrade your hideout, um, like, you have a better resting space, so therefore your energy goes down slower in raid. Your hydration goes down slower. It can help you in the long run. Okay. Um, for a casual player who's not going to play a lot of Tarkov, it's not really worth it to upgrade your, your hideout. Sure. But since I've been having long sessions and playing, it, I've dumped some money into that. So. Okay. Um, anyway, I ended the day around 1.2 million. The reason why I asked you if a million was a lot is because did you see they gave out a million? Yes. Because of the server issues, what you you ranted about last time. Yeah. Um, they listened to you, Will. That's what I was getting at. They were probably, they were proactive because a lot of people were not happy with the server issues and they didn't like, people weren't really like, they were just saying, come on, fix your servers. And you got to look like this is a game made in Russia. They're, on a, I don't know what their stability is over there for internet, um, but recently, over the last month and a half, they've boosted in popularity. They never had this many concurrent players. Oh yeah, it's it's get it yeah, and it's the, the game right now. And the fact is, um, it's at a point where there's so many players now. They've never had this much in loot game like loot in game. 
Oh, so if you think about it, if you load into a map, you have to load every single piece of loot people are bringing in, everything like people are dying with, discarding. It all stays on that map. Yes. So when you have this many players and you don't have the server capacity, things are not going well. So right. they've they did correct some server issues. They expanded okay. already. Good. Um, and they gave out that million. Yep. But yes, the million really wasn't a lot. I spent that on one item almost. You know. Um, Great. So. Watching like Dr. Lupo play, he hovers around 35 million right now. Well, he's also able to play all day. I also so. watched another streamer last night that had 555 million. Like, he was nuts. Like, I don't know how. Um, Woo! So you can really, you can make a lot of money. Um, Jesus. It all depends on how much you play and how good you are. So you need to play more is what you're saying. Yeah. But yeah, no, the, the session. Vicky, hear that? He <laughs> more video play, games. He needs to play more Tarkov. Um, 15 hours a day, every day. But it was, it was a fun time. That's it was, uh, It's just, we're just doing our thing. Survive. Like, it's, it's fun to just survive in that game because it can be really punishing at Yeah, times. it's very tense. It's very tense. So, yeah. yeah. Getting to that extract. Um, got a couple challenges done. Uh, people give you tasks, with it, which then level up your character. Right. Yeah, it was, it was a good time. Cool. What did uh, what did you play this week? So I played three games. I played Final Fantasy fourteen because I'm fully in it now. Uh, I played the Division two game that we played when it released, and then dropped off a cliff. So they announced a new expansion, and Destiny ain't doing it for me. So I might get said expansion. It comes out next month. It comes out before Doom. Okay. So maybe it'll be something I play before Doom. I don't know yet. We'll see. But the game's fun. The game is still very fun. Um Yeah. I've dropped off on looter shooters. Really I mean, Tarkov yep. is a looter shooter, sure. but in a sure. different sense. It's not a more casual looter shooter. <laughs> yeah. Um the the Destiny and like Division Two, it's just rinse and repeat for me. Yep. I've been through it all already. I'm kinda I'm tired with the motions. Nothing new is coming out of that scene right now. Yes. So. Um, other than that, I played Halo 1 on PC. I got into the flight. You did. Yep. Uh, the multiplayer servers were having a few hiccups, so I only played campaign. Uh, there are four missions available, I believe, at the time when I played. And it played really well. How did it look? Pretty good. good. Yeah, it looked really good. Uh, there was one visual hiccup that I had where textures were like wavy on the inside of one of the structures on um, the silent cartographer mission. Okay. But other than that, it played, it played really well. Um, I played with mouse and keyboard. As a matter of fact, I did not play with controller. Oh, yep. That's a change for you. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I played halo one on PC when it originally released and I played with mouse and keyboard at that time. Too. Okay. So it's it it's fine there. Um now for those who are listening to the show and don't know, there is an issue where as of right now, you cannot zoom in with your pistol if you use mouse two, use right click. Um, because it's also mapped as a vehicle function. So go into your settings, change that, rebind it to something else. That way you can zoom in by right clicking like you normally do. I'm assuming they've changed that already because that's an easy fix. I don't think they did. 
Well, like it's probably not fixed in the flight, but oh yeah, 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 yeah. In the game itself. In the game itself. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, in the flight, if you're in, change that and you should be good to go. Um, yeah, I didn't have any issues with frame rates or anything like that. Everything played really smoothly. It's just, yeah, the multiplayer servers were down at the time when I tried to play multiplayer, so I wasn't able to. Um, but yeah, I plan on giving another shot and we'll see what happens. The other thing is, I also I didn't put this down. I also got accepted into the uh, Project X Cloud test. Okay. Because it's out now on iOS. So it's like they're, yeah, they're only allowing a certain amount of people in and it's only MCC that's available on there right now. I would not recommend playing MCC on that. The input lag is terrible. It wasn't choppy at all. It was very smooth, which was great. But the input delay was terrible. Like, I mean, it was really, really, really bad. I played one multiplayer game, shame on me. And I, I felt so bad because I know we would have won if I wasn't playing on that. But we lost 50 to 49. Oh, man. And I was the last death. Nice. And I felt so bad. It was Halo 3 on isolation, and I hate that map. But once I got semi-attuned to the input lag, I played better towards the tail end of the game. But it just didn't matter. And I felt really bad for my one teammate who carried basically us. But if I I know if I was playing on my one, that we would have won easily. Yeah. Um, but no, visual fidelity wise, it looked great. Surprising. Yes, it looked very very good. I didn't have any stuttering or anything like that. That's me playing on my Wi-Fi. Um, yeah, I would not recommend playing on MCC on that unless they can fix that input delay, which I don't know because it's a stream platform. Who the fuck knows? That's why I played. All right, that's it. Will, it's time for some shout-outs. I want to give a happy birthday shout-out to uh, Grim Brother One, Maddie Roms, hey. and Will, a.k.a. Oh. I am Mr. Mayhem, for the third time in the show. Oops. Happy birthday, you, Will. Will. There it is. Look you, at you and your you didn't have to. HCS Pro Talk hat. Yes. I surprised you with. You're welcome. <laughs> it's got your name on the back. It does. It does. Fancy. It's, it's fancy indeed. Will, I'm hungry. Yeah, me too. I'm like, my stomach is crumbling, man. Oh, man. Uh, that's it for the shouts. Community creations. Meme Saturday. That was yesterday. But nobody gives a shit about that. Halo memes every day. Reddit.com forward slash R forward slash Halo memes will introduce me to it. We're going to include it in every episode of the show. You know what I should just do? I should just get rid of the meme, sa- the meme Saturday link. Because, yeah, why not? Just memes every day. Because fuck them. Uh, oh, get mad. <laughs> hey, don't get mad. Get glad. Get glad. <laughs> um, the Halo community spotlight by Snickerdoodle over on HaloWaypoint.com. Check it out. A lot of Valentine's Day themed items in there. Yeah. We have Vito's lag Taj, a Halo 5 lag and bug montage. Ooh. You, ooh, indeed. And then we also have the Clips of the Week number 41 by High Tech Redneck. Make sure to check out all the links in the Google Doc of the show notes of the show. 
Justin states, shit, how did I miss that? Sorry, Will, happy birthday. Thanks, thanks, Justin, I appreciate it. Will, if I haven't said it before, I'm going to say it again. Uh, happy birthday. Plenty of time. <laughs> hey, Will, can you do me a favor? What's that? Um, I, I know where you're going with this. Maybe. No, you don't. You have no idea where I'm going with this. Plug the show. You can find us on your favorite podcast services. Just search for HCS Pro Talk. We're on iTunes, Google Play, Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, and others as well. Leave us a reveal and let others know about the show. Pocket Cast. And join the Discord. Join the community discussion. Discussion. Join our Xbox Club or Spartan Company. Search for HGS Pro Talk on Halo Waypoint. Or don't. We're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Esportspedia. Come find us on your favorite service. And Mixer. But we don't promote that. <laughs> what are you doing? I guess we stream on this platform. Um, yes, for those who don't know, the live video recording will be posted to YouTube after we're done recording here. Get it up as soon as possible. So if you don't don't catch a live show, you always can watch it a little bit later. Justin asks, did you guys ever get my Spartan Company request? Checking now. Josh? Um, checking now. And while you're checking that, also tell the fine folks what we have coming on the next episode. On the next episode of HCS Pro Talk, we have an actual topic. Do we? Yeah, we will. Okay. I don't know what the fuck it's going to be, oh. but we're going to have one. And make sure you tune in live to be a part of the live discussion as well. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a great time. I can't wait. I'm excited to have a genuine topic. And Will already talked about it in the shout outs, but if you have a suggestion for a topic for the show, please join the Discord if you haven't already and add it to the topic suggestions channel in our Discord. And who knows, maybe your topic will be chosen to be talked about on the show. Here we go. Not Will's topic, but I'm just kidding. Okay, <laughs> fine. I see how it is. <laughs> and uh, to answer Justin's question, if he got, if we got it, uh, we did, and I just accepted it. So, no, well, Justin. Our next topic will not be Sprint and if it should be in Halo. Hey, Will, question for you. Yeah. Should should Sprint be in Infinite? Ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for episode 114 of HCS Pro Talk. I want to thank you very much for listening. And, uh, yeah, you can catch us next week here, same time, same place, same us. I mean, unless I die, in which case I won't be here. Yeah, but don't, don't do that. Don't die? Okay, I'll yeah. just make sure I just tell the whole world and every part of it that yeah, I don't have a, you know, that I can't, <laughs> that I can't, ha that, you know, fuck, what am I trying to talk about right now? Yeah. I'll just tell the world not to kill me. There you go. Like, hey, can you wait a week? Like, just, just one. Just wait one week. I, I appreciate that. Um, You can catch us next week. We're going to talk about some more Halo stuff. And also, oh my God. Oh, totally forgot. Tune in here. Same place. Oh, same yeah. time next week. Because, what? There's so much going on next weekend. Oh, yeah, you need to figure out what you're going to do with the hockey thing. Don't you? Don't you have a game next week? Oh, Sunday? yeah. I'm just saying, we got Halo. We do. We got um, CDL. We do. Birthday party. Oh, fuck me. Yeah. That's on Saturday, though. 
but it's all still going on. It is on the weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, no, but seriously, what I'm getting at is we're doing a live watch along to DreamHack Anaheim on Championship Sunday right here in the same space, live streamed on Twitch on this channel. So if you want to be part of the discussion as well, we're going to record the show. And then right after recording the show, we're just watching the tournament together. Just rolling right into it. Rolling right into it. So we're going to be right here um, with you guys. If you guys want to tune in as well, we're going to watch the tournament together. We're going to talk about the tournaments together. It's going to be a great time. Can't wait. I'm very excited. And I'm excited to see Tox win because that's going to happen. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks again for listening and or watching. We'll be back next week. Talk more, more competitive Halo. Thank you very much. But uh, until then, bye-bye.